The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, licensed real estate broker with AccuNet Realty Advisors and majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage, along with my son, David, who's our senior loan consultant, managing owner, and chief client experience officer at AccuNet Mortgage. If you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. You can also grab a podcast of today's show or any of our past shows wherever you normally get your podcasts. So, um... And David, I should also mention, because I don't do this enough, Acunet Realty Advisors is not an active real estate brokerage. I no. have my license. I'm a broker. You're actually a licensed real estate agent. Yeah. We have those licenses so we can talk more intelligently and credibly about the real estate side of things. But we're not out there showing people homes, nor are we uh, you know, taking listings or anything like that. All right. So, David, at the end of last week's show, I said I wanted to talk about future home values because I think there's a commonly held viewpoint among a certain segment of maybe call it worn out or even would be home buyers. Fatigued home Fatigued. buyers. Fatigued. There you go. That, oh man, I, I, at these prices, I got to be overpaying. So I do have the one year forward forecasted home values from the economists over at Zillow. And they have a very elaborate methodology for forecasting hey what do we think home values in a certain they actually go down to the zip code by the way wow. but i've got it for the metropolitan statistical areas in wisconsin what do we think values are going to do in a month uh and then in a year yeah so we're going to save that for a second because first let's kind of take a look at the latest supply and demand because after all the price of anything whether it's uh, tickets to last Friday's sticks performance at Summerfest, or it's a house or a condo. It's all about supply and demand, right, Dave? Yes, absolutely. David, well, and as has been the case for quite some time, there are more hungry buyers out there than active listings. And you've got the June numbers to point that out to a, a fine point, yes? To a fine point, yes. And so I've got the numbers from the multiple listing service for the five-county metro Milwaukee area for June, which, by the way, is deemed reliable information but not guaranteed. And it's also copyrighted material of Financial Business Systems, Inc. I always thought it was the Association of Realtors, but they must have sold it. Anyway, the number of condos and single-family detached homes that sold in June with the help of a member of the National Association of Realtors was down 24% compared to June of 22. Yeah. Also, I went back and looked at June of 2019, the most recent pre-pandemic June, and last month's sales were off 27% compared to that June. Yeah. A total of 1,743 buyers and sellers exchanged the keys last month, which is, let me put the positive spin on it, that's 94 more than exchanged keys in May. Okay. That is 555 fewer compared to June of last year. Here's another nugget. The median sales price was a plump $340,000, which is 24,000 more or 7.6 higher than a year earlier. Also $25,000 higher 
than the median price in May. Do you want to make That's a comment the- on the fallacy of the median sales price? Oh, well, media, it's half of them are above and half are below. And and as we always point out with statistics, a big pool, even the size of the uh, metropolitan area is too big a pool for even measuring median home values, let alone average home values. But what I wanted to, I didn't want to walk past was what you pointed out. Oh, hey, this June compared to last June, 7.6% home appreciation. Mm-hmm. And so for anyone who thought what they thought last year about, man, these prices, I'm going to wait or I'm fatigued. Well, if you were that, if you said that to yourself last year, now you're paying at least 7% more. I mean, and that's across the whole city. Not the whole metropolitan area. The yeah. whole metropolitan area. And I, I wanted to point out, though, that I don't really think, I think the 340000 might be slightly misleading. Uh, you know, because when it goes up from 315 in May to 340,000 in June, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that there was this huge run-up in values. It just means that the mix of homes in terms of prices kind of slid up the curve. So even that- I'll, I'll I'll put a conservative filter even on what I said. There's no price relief uh, and, f- from last year to this year, and to your to what you're going to point out this year to next year. Even conservatively, that price relief is not in sight. Well, and that's because new listings in June totaled 2,081. So I want to point out that that is more than what's sold. So that's good news, right? We had 1,743 sales. Hey, good news. We got 2,081 new listings coming on the market in the five-county metro area. That is 108 more listings than May, but compared to June of 22, it's 822 fewer. 28% 28% fewer. Also compared to June of 2019, down 29%. Yeah. Okay. So so that's what you're talking about is there is this continued constriction, paucity Dearth. of listings. Uh, and, and so that's the supply side of the equation. And the question is, when will demand um, abate enough, Ooh, yeah, okay, abate enough to uh, keep the prices from continuing to rise? All right. When we come back, let's take a look at two things. The percentage of buyers that paid over asking in June in the five-county area, and then let's look at the Zillow numbers for forecasting a year from now. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. We're talking about the supply and demand uh, for residential housing here in the five-county Milwaukee metropolitan area in particular. Um, and, and, and I also have the forecast for, hey, what things are going to be a year from now? Are they going to be down? Are they going to be up? The answer is up, uh, at least in our neck of the woods. So before we do that, though, we're talking about June sales. And one uh, measurement of the strength of the demand is to take a look at how many of June's buyers paid over asking. Well, let's start with the percentage of people who paid under. And that was 22% of buyers in the five-county metropolitan area that bought with the help of a real estate agent, National Association of Realty Members, paid under the asking price. That's about one out of five. 14% of buyers closed at the asking price, right on the knob. And that's about one out of seven. 
Um, so now 64% of buyers paid over the asking price in June, which is the same as in May and slightly under the high watermarks from last spring where we saw 66%, 69% and 68% of buyers paying over asking in April, May and June of 2022. So a little less aggressive than last year, but still up there. Uh, fully 47% of buyers paid $10,000 or more over asking last month. That's down slightly from May's 48%, but lower than last year's second quarter when over half of buyers paid ten grand or more. So that demand side of the equation, and you want to make your standard comment about the asking price being sort of a right. Yeah, the list price is a made-up number. And, and anyone who was hoping for a discount you know, to your statistic, well, you'd have to write five offers for one of them to hopefully uh, you snag one under the list price, which, again, is a made-up number. I'll sell well, you my house for a billion dollars. Oh, you well, only want to pay me half a billion? Sold. Right. So, so what we don't know is of those people that sold under asking, were they just asking too much? Apparently yeah. so. You know, maybe yeah. those, maybe that's the group of people who started out too high and languished on the market. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now, so we know that there is a lack of uh, supply and still continued strong demand. Hey, what does it look like a year from now? So the folks over at Zillow, publicly traded company, have an army apparently of economists and a really cool data modeling, gathering and analysis. And they say that a year from now in the Milwaukee metropolitan area, home values should be 3.7% higher than they are right now. Madison, 3.9 higher. Green Bay, uh, not only home of our favorite uh, football team, but also relatives, Brother David, uh, up 5.6%. Uh, Janesville, uh, not the hottest, second hottest uh, future prediction, up 5.7%. And uh, leading the state of Wisconsin in future estimated values, Manitowoc is supposed to be up 6.6% wow. a year from so, you know, the general gist is if, if you're a buyer out there who is like, oh, price has got to come down, value's got to be coming down, we don't think so. Uh, the good folks at Zillow don't think so. And, and so... Well, can I... But yeah. it's not just about even your perception as a buyer as to the value of a property. It It's also, what does my competition view is the value of this property? And so if 60% of home buyers are willing to pay over the list price even if half of them decided to stop paying over the list price for for good houses that look good and whatnot there's still going to be competition which is going to continue to put Exert. yeah it's going to upward pressure do you have upward pressure yeah yeah you can have upward pressure so you know this is the let's ask the question this way what would have to happen for price appreciation to abate, to flatten out or go negative. People well, would need to lose their jobs because then they don't have jobs to make mortgage payments to that borrow would, the money and, to buy houses. And that would more than likely impact the uh, demand side of the equation, right? Yes. Yeah. People don't have jobs. They, they don't want to buy houses. But it's like, just by the way, we did get a jobs report on Friday, which we can talk a little bit about. The unemployment rate is still, what did it go down to, David? 36 
3.6. That is unbelievably low. So, uh, you know, I don't even if the unemployment rate went up to 5%, most of the economy would just go shrug. Uh, Yeah, because that that means 95% of people are employed. Yeah. Right. And so I don't think, like you said, that's going to take a lot of the out of the demand side of the equation. But that's what has to happen. We have to either have the demand go down or the supply go up. Well, the supply, we don't have new construction in the, any kind of an affordable price range in the five county metropolitan area. So that's not going to help. The only place that supply can come from is listings. And that's probably going to happen when rates start to come down. Now, on that topic and the topic of the economy, let's talk about that just a little bit uh, next. We did have a jobs report uh, on Friday, uh, and we also had kind of a little bit of a hissy fit in the interest rate markets. We'll give you the scoop on that. When we return, you're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. I'm Brian the Elder. That's David the Younger over there. Uh, and we are uh, talking about happenings. What we want to talk about in this segment is a, a little bit about what happened last week. It was on Thursday, David, when the interest rate markets had a bit of a hissy fit. And I think conniption it was is the word that I like to use. Conniption. Yeah. That is better. Uh, and, and, and rates went up. And part of it, I think, was because rates in Great Britain went up quite a bit, um, like over a quarter percent. And yeah. that, that was a reminder that, hey, man, we are only one citizen in the global uh, economy. And, and so when global investors are looking at investing in interest-bearing assets, they don't have to invest in U.S. dollars. Uh, they can go overseas and get a higher yield. So that was one thing. Yeah. What was the other thing that really uh, spooked the market well, to Conniptionville? Yeah, so on Thursday, uh, ADP, the payroll company, they've kind of got their own little jobs forecasting thing, mm-hmm. and that number came out roaring hot. And so uh, markets pulled back like, whoa. So, uh, so what did they predict? They thought that, hey, in June, uh, we're going to There were going to be almost like a half million new jobs was their yeah. number. Like, yeah, uh, 400 well, some thousand new jobs, which is incredible be a huge number well and and so it was that like oh man plus you know the jobs report coming out on friday uh traders they don't want to get killed and so it's also protect so it was a combination of a headline number on thursday plus traders protecting themselves and then what happened on friday jobs report came out was kind of like good no, it but fine. it was less. It we was lower it. than expected. The, let's it put was. that in context. The, the ADP was four hundred and some thousand new jobs. The uh, average consensus uh, forecast of you know a bazillion economists was that the economy would have created two hundred and forty thousand new jobs yeah. in June, and instead it came in at what? 209,000 new jobs in June. And they revised a couple of prior months. Yeah. of uh, data. So I think that was 100,000 or so fewer jobs than they had predicted or estimated Correct. in the prior couple of months. So it was a, a little, uh, it's a lot less scary, but interest rates didn't really react that much. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't come back down. We didn't like regain everything that we had uh, Lost given away on Thursday. On, yeah. on Thursday. And, and so I was also talking to a real estate broker and attorney uh, Pat McMahon, Patrick McMahon, who owns uh, Closing Time Realty, because I called him, I think it was on Thursday last week, and said, 
are you seeing this kind of lull? Because we're now a last week was a holiday week, maybe only three days, right? I think a lot of people took off Monday. Yeah. But the week prior, we kind of felt a little lull in, in new application activity, people getting accepted offers. I'm like, what are you seeing, Pat? He's saying, you know what? I actually have some buyers who have been looking now for six months or more, and they're kind of putting things on pause, right? Because now maybe they've lost mm. five or six offers. Interest rates aren't cooperating. They're kind of going the wrong way. And so I think, at least from his you know corner of the world, there might be some buyer capitulation going on. Yeah. You okay. over yeah. there? Yeah. Z zag opportunity. When other people are throwing in the towel, it's time to stick with it. That's how you know. I like that. And, and, and so, you know, we would say, as long as you can afford the payment, yeah, okay, if rates are in the sevens now, low sevens, instead of in the high sixes, you know, let's, let's, let us help you measure that because... We can't guarantee it, but there is a super strong probability, uh, you know, that rates are going to come down in the next year. And so, you know, what would you rather have? Do nothing and wait until next year when home values are going to be higher by some percentage. It, maybe the rate's going to be lower. You know, what's the cost of waiting? Or do you kind of bite the bullet, so to speak, and close today on a on a property yeah okay maybe you had to settle for a rate in the sevens but now at least you own the home and the price yeah. isn't going to go up anymore yeah that continues to be our our strategy and hey if you want to press pause that's fine too but i, I you know i think our opinion can i well can I, i'm going to phrase it a different way pause okay. pause is based on the the feeling of the hunt mm -hmm. not tied to and when i decide to unpause at some unknown future time, six months, 12 months, the data at the time of the unpause is likely going to be the exact same data as it is today, if not harder. And, well, and that's because we said this last week, you know, a year from now, if rates are down, isn't that going to increase the demand side again? <laughs> right? Are more people going to say, okay, rates are down. Let's yeah, get now's the time, the honey. Yeah, let's get back out. All right. Uh, when we come back after the uh, bottom of the hour news break here, David's got a story of some uh, home buyers with unusual income who I think you said they succeeded, David, right? Yes. They got an accepted offer this week. Awesome. I also got a call from a longtime past client uh, looking to buy a condo for his daughter. Uh, we'll tell you the nuggets that you can use out of those stories when we come back. Right now, it's time to turn it over to the 24-hour newsroom. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's Brian over there. Dad, uh, I had a client get an accepted offer this past week because that happens. Despite yeah. all the, you know, uh, two, not enough homes for sale. And, and, and in the meat of the market, too. So this house was listed between uh, 250 and 300 which is a Ooh. prime there's a lot of hungry buyers out there who would love to buy in that range. How and guess did they what? Win? So they won through a combination of they offered over the list price, which is a made-up number. They uh, showed uh, the be their best down payment, which was 10% down. Okay, so all right, that's better than five or three or zero. And they also wrote with no appraisal contingency because Whoa. they they had the you know the funds to cover most if any in, in talking with their buyer's agent they're not really concerned about the appraised value 
that the comparables are there to justify it. So they weren't really concerned. And if it came in low, no worries, we'll make it happen. Well, and let me just also point out, though, that anytime you're getting a mortgage, there is actually a minimum number yes. at which the home has to appraise. But that was not articulated in the offer anywhere? No, 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 no. Okay, all right. But just so you know, that, part, that is a factual reality. Yes. What, right, what made this uh, a, a interesting story, though, is that these clients uh, both work in the hospitality industry, and they're both servers. Okay, which so tip is, income. Tip, tip income, right? Yeah, which includes tip income, which, uh, as my old boss at Akina, John Vells, always used to say, if it's different, you got to investigate, because most buyers are using you know, salary, maybe some overtime, maybe some yeah. bonus income, maybe you work even some, uh, sometimes the variety is commission income. If well, you're but a lot, like a lot of, a lot of our customers, David, are, we're able to qualify them just on their base salary. Well, exactly. You don't have to. Yeah. All right. But, but so these people have variable income. Yes. What did that take to get them a, get them rock solid pre-approved? Well, so earlier this spring, so that they could feel confident. I didn't want to send them out looking for a house with this unknown, you know, hey, what would underwriting take for your income? Mm -hmm. So we uh, did a full underwrite of their, we did a rock solid pre-approval underwrite on all of their income and down payment. The down payment was a slam dunk. It was point at the bank statements, look, there's the money. The key was the income. So we sent a form to their employer, to a manager, and the manager okay. filled it out and said, yep, he, okay, here's their you know base, and then here's what they've made in tip income the last two years and year to date. So we Did, needed a two-year history. Is yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, so for variable income, two-year track record. It, right, because it's not just what did I make in tips last month and that was the best month I ever had for you know tip income working my job. Correct. It's about consistency. And so... We then turned that tip income average into a monthly, hey, here's what we can use for your monthly income yep, number. Yep. That's what we had on their rock solid pre-approval. And then they could go forth and have confidence that when they you know, walked into a property, they knew, hey, David at Acunet, we've already got this documented. Even, even though our income is exotic, well, we which, can make which, this happen. Which is not revealed to the seller. No, not at to, all. But that's that's for their peace of mind and also ours. Because the worst thing that can happen, and let, let us remind our, our listening audience, that some huge percentage of pre-approvals that are out there uh, do not involve verifying the income or the down payment. All they do is check the credit. Yeah. And then and then they ask the borrower, well, how much do you make? And, the, and how long have you worked there? And the person says, well, you know, I'm a server and, you know, here's how much I make. They probably didn't verify. They probably didn't get the actual numbers and the documentation that we will eventually need right. to actually close the loan. Accident There's, mortgage is all about removing uncertainty. Go ahead. If you want mystery mortgage, there are skyscrapers downtown who can give you mystery mortgage. Yeah. We don't like mystery mortgage because, like you said, I have to ask you for it anyway. Let's get it right now, which is comfort for you as a buyer. The, 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 it's wor If you walk into a house and you fall in love and then I break your heart because we didn't actually do the homework... That's yep. no fun. Uh, so then just uh, to our previous conversation about, so they got the accepted offer and rates are what they are. And so we had this conversation, as we always do, sharing my screen, providing options. They chose 
uh, the middle option. Not too hot, not too cold. Yeah, you okay. know, not not overpaying points to suppress the rate, but kind of didn't want the higher no cost or lower cost option. Okay. Either. They All they right. went kind of right in the middle. Their break even's about two and a half years. Oh, okay. And and what I said to them, and I say to lots of clients, your mortgage is not a life sentence. That if and when the opportunity presents itself, let's figure out how to make your mortgage cheaper, better, and smarter. Uh, but in the meantime, you're going to move in and enjoy your new house. And they're excited. And we can watch the market. And whenever that dip in rates materializes, we'll help you take advantage of it. Exactly. All right. When we come back, let's talk about my uh, parents. Not my parents. Uh, but the customer who is a parent buying a condominium for their daughter. We'll cover that. It's got lots of good things to talk about. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back, and uh, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Brian Wickert, the uh, elder uh, person here on the AccuNet Mortgage Management Team. That's my son David over there, and you know, one of the later this month, David, we will uh, celebrate AccuNet's 24th uh, business Ooh. birthday. 24 years. Wow. And so one of the cool things that happens when you manage to stay in business that long and do a quality job for people is they come back and then they also come back when they their kids have need. So uh, this multi-time client himself, uh, we've helped his, I think he's got four daughters. We've helped one daughter by- <laughs> We're going for 100% market share in this that's family. Right, we're going for 100% family share. So one of the daughters we helped buy her own home, Another one, we helped him buy a home for that daughter to live in. And now uh, they want to buy in a condominium, real nice condominium, in in the two fifty dollars to $300,000 price range in Waukesha County, which is a hot price range. White as hot. we know from telling our story about the other guy we were trying to help who has capitulated, at least for the time being, and taken himself off the market. Uh, but they got an accepted offer. They wrote a cash offer. You know why? Because they could. Strong. And they proved yeah. that they had funds uh, to make the cash offer, but then wisely, because he's a smart business owner and money guy, he's like, you know, I don't think I want to plunk down all that money. Uh, so what can you do for me on a mortgage? Uh, so the circumstances are such, when when you buy a uh, property for a relative to live in, the first thing we always do is see if we can put that occupying uh, ding, ding, case, ding, ding, daughter. ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. Can we put her on on the note? Like, can, we, can we make her a borrower? Even even if even if the relative brings no income, brings no down payment, it's all about the occupancy. Because then we can point at it and be like, primary residence. That's a primary residence. Unfortunately, circumstances are such that she has no credit history. She's Got it. never had uh, anything. Okay. Okay. And and so unfortunately, that's out the window. Well, then it's like, well, can we call it a vacation home? No. Because it is like a mile from your primary residence and it's yeah. not as nice. So you're not going to go vacation to the condo <laughs> from yeah. your lake home. That ain't going to happen. So it falls into the third category of non-owner occupied. Even though he's not going to be collecting rent, it's the same yeah. bucket that just rental other. properties go in. It's other. And so unfortunately, the pricing isn't as good for uh, other 
for non-owner-occupied uh, properties. And so we, we started out talking about, okay, well, you know what, if you if you put 40% down, so, so you got to put at least 25% down for a um, non-owner-occupied condo in order to get any kind of decent pricing. Yeah. But then we were looking at there's a price break at 30% down, and then the best pricing is if you put 40% down. So uh, as we're kind of getting started with this, I said, well, you know what, you're going to have to... Which is still better than 100% down, like you were saying. Correct. This is all about the use of cash. And and so, uh, you know, I said, we should be able to get you 6.99%. You're going to have to pay some points, uh, interest up front, because this is a rental property, and and that's kind of the price of poker. Um, but then, what, but then what happened is after I got his um, credit report, it jarred my memory because the same thing happened three, four years ago when we helped him buy the other house for his daughter. He's got a pesky $152 collection oh, man. from like six years ago that he's just never taken the time to clean up. And so that collection keeps reporting late every single month. Yeah. Every single month, they say, hmm, this is a collection. Still late. Yeah. And so that dro- drove his credit score down into the 700 to 720 bucket okay. instead of the 740 and up. And so I had to call him, or I think I emailed him, and, and then called him and said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to go with 7.125 instead of 699, which doesn't that sound so much worse? Oof. Yes. But then, because we're good at what we do, I said, but don't worry. The only... It's going to cost you an extra $21 a month on the loan amount. <laughs> okay. 21 bucks a month. And then, of course, what do you think the question is? Well, can't I, can't I just pay off that collection now and instantly heal my credit score? And, David, the answer is? The answer is no, because it doesn't, even if you paid it off, it's all about the years and years, as you described, of it being reported late. It's the history as much as it is the today. And, and let the record show that this is an example of the stupidity of... Oh, yeah. We don't agree with this, like Brian and yeah. David. We think this is dumb. Yeah, because you're, like, you're telling me this guy who has a long, 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 otherwise perfect credit history, because he's got this $152 collection, his score is now you know in, in the low 700s instead of mid to high 700s? That is Ooh, preposterous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but... In the realm of Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac financing, where it's all about rules and matrices that involve credit score and the percentage of your down payment, doesn't matter. So yeah. my recommendation was pay it off so that the next time we do something, this is in the rearview mirror. You know, I think I, I think I might have mentioned that last time, but you know how that is. Uh, so hopefully he'll do that. In, in the meantime, uh, we're going to get him ready. By the way, oh, closing uh, the end of the month. No problem. No problem. No problem. No problem mortgage. That's us. All right, David, when we come back, you're going to be responsible for thinking about what we're going to talk about next. Oh, I got a great story. No, I got a good one. So when we come back, oh yeah, I got a great one. All right, when we come back, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Dad, I've got a great story about using new ideas or all the tools in our mortgage carpenter toolkit. So I got a, a referral from a real estate agent. Hey, can you talk to my friend? They and I spoke with her on uh, Thursday evening. Hey, I own this house on the North Shore. I love it on the North Shore, but houses, man, they're a lot of work. 
And so, hey, I'm thinking about buying a condo downtown because, you know, I lived in big cities, New York, L.A., Chicago. I love the downtown life. And that's what I'm looking for in my next chapter. So first of all, she's had great home appreciation on the North Shore. Ton of equity. Ton of equity. But it's always a story of how do I go from where I am to where I want to be? Because she wants to buy a place downtown, condo, that's more expensive than her current place. Oh, okay. I like that because then she needs a mortgage. Well, exactly. Maybe. And so that was part of our conversation was how do we start assembling all this money? You know, so we, I'm going to say we've got two piles. One, all that equity in your current home that if you want to use, you can then, you know, pile it into your new place. And then any amount of mortgage we might be able to lend and pairing those two things together. All right. Then unprompted from me was a conversation or a detour in our conversation around, and by the way, I've got a 94-year-old mom who uh, will probably leave me something, but you know what? She's a healthy 94. She's not okay. a... Uh, yeah, she's uh, not yeah, on the future, way out. Yeah, exactly. And so I opened... I, I have, that door having been opened, I walked through it and I said, look, and this, so this is actually two different stories. I had a client the week before who's shared that, hey, my dad said to me, you know what, I can't take it with me, and I want to, it's more important that I see you enjoy the benefit of you getting this inheritance before I'm six feet under. Okay, there you go. Giving the gift ahead of time. And so that's what I shared with my client on Thursday was maybe you weren't thinking to ask for this now. You're expecting it sometime in the unknown future, but for this next chapter, do you think maybe your 94-year-old mom would be willing to give a gift, some, shoot, might even be all of what you might need to get to this next place? Is this in lieu of a bridge loan, David, to extract the equity? or uh, It might be in combination with... Uh, the other variable in all this is that they're also self-employed. And so maybe the amount of money that I can lend them for a mortgage isn't as much as they uh, would need. Otherwise. As they okay. would need. And so it's adding this third bucket. It's like, as I said, maybe I, yeah, this, well, right. Maybe I can lend you 200, you get 200 in equity out of your place. And then, Hey, can grandma show up with this third Lego? We'll call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm to help you buy this place. That was like the scales falling from my client's eyes to hey. to this possibility that I don't think she had, cons- maybe she had considered, but was squishy about actually going and ask mom for help. Is there an actual property that she's interested yes. in? Or is this, and, ah. and so that was part of my, my the psychology. I then uh, circled back with her agent. And I said, I bet you it's always easier to ask when there's a specific place. And not just this, like... She should take mom to see the property. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Even better. Do you want to help me buy this place? Yeah. Let's let's look at the, you know, where you can sleep over or wherever. Right. And and, uh, so we don't... I don't know yet if they'll end up... She's got to have the conversation with grandma, I guess we'll call her. But that's what I love about what we do. It's considering all the possibilities. Because I said, hey, gift... The only thing better than your own checking your savings account is gift from a family member. I think member. it's better. Yeah, think you think it's better? It's better? Yeah. <laughs> and, and using that, um, because 
as I pointed out to this client, your mom, the money might arrive, but your mom won't be there to see it. Right, right. So, so let's ask for yeah. it now. Yep, bar borrowing a page from last week's. Well, you know, folks, you can get a pre-approval anywhere. Uh, most people go to their banks, credit unions, whatever. But if you want the thorough, complete, most thoughtful and strategic options to consider, yeah. uh, click on the blue button or give yeah. us a call. The phone number's right on the website. You'll find it all at acunet.com. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. That's all the time we have for now. We'll see you again here next week, same time. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.